It's a life-changing message by the Reverend Sam Crunchy Ankara. Luke chapter 11. Verse number 14. And it came to pass. And Jesus was casting out a devil. A devil. Some versions say an evil spirit. Now, who is this that is described as a man with a devil? And it was a dumb man. The other versions give a vivid description and say he was also mute and deaf and blind at the same time. A young man probably of 14 years old. And when Jesus spoke the word, the dumb spoke and the people wondered. But some of them said he casted out devils through Beelzebub, the chief of the devils. And another, tempting him, sought of him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And a house divided against a house falleth. If Satan also be divided against himself, how shall his kingdom stand? Because ye say that I cast out devils through Beelzebub. And if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judges. But if I with the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt, then the kingdom of God is come upon you. Verse 21. And when a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, it taketh from him all his armor wherein he trusted and divided his spoils. A church came to town recently and they thought that the deliverance of a Christian was unnecessary and unscriptural and unbiblical. They also thought that it is not good, important for you to pray long hours. And they said an effective way of praying was to key the word into a prayer and then you just sum up and say amen and you should be expecting the miracle. You key in a word. If you went to that church and anointing came and you started manifesting, they will walk you out of the place. When you started manifesting, they, they will carry you out of the place. They will not even pray for you. Because according to them, when you are a Christian, you must never go through deliverance. You key in the word. So many people left. Amongst those who left and went to those churches, one, were lazy Christians who didn't want to pray, making useless the call of, of, of Jesus Christ when he said, Watch ye therefore and pray that ye may not fall into temptation. The second group of people who ran into those church, in that church, to that church, were those who wanted quick miracles. Because when they key in, oh, the miracle will happen at once, sharp. One touch. Weeks and months when they went there, they discovered that the miracles were not happening. They were, become, they were more poorer than before. They were more sick than before. They told them that in that church, you will never die until you are 70 years. They started dying at 32, 42, and so on. They said, ah, what is happening? Then the bishop traveled from outside and came for the crusade. There was a fight in that church. The church broke into pieces. Those who bought equipment, some took the equipment and they... The painful aspect of it was that those who left... They were so ashamed they couldn't return to their mother churches, so they backslided. A few 
mastered the courage and went back to their churches. When you become a Christian, how do you become a Christian? By saying, Jesus, come into my life, be my personal savior, wash and cleanse me from my sin. That instant moment, you have become born again. But you have become born again in only one section of three areas of your life, namely spirit, soul, and body. Your spirit man, which was affected by the Adamic seed sin, became darkened, as it were, cut away from God. Now, the Bible says, God said to Adam, the day that you shall eat of this fruit, you will die. Now, the Hebrew word for death is mute, which is the same English word, mute, which is usually used on the control of uh, your television. So, when you are talking to somebody on the phone, and you do not want disturbances from the lifeline, from the sound of the television, you can mute it. So you can see the caricature or the images without necessarily hearing a voice. Now, Jesus said, God said, the day you eat of this fruit, you shall die. You shall mute. In other words, you will live like a caricature, an image, but there's no real life line in you. And so the death here talks about two kinds of death, physical and spiritual death. Come on. So, 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 the day you eat of the fruit, you will die. And then the Bible also says that when Eve saw that the food or the tree was good for eating, he reached out for it. Now, how did she reach out for the food? How did Eve fall? First, the devil came and spoke to him. Did God say that the day you eat of this fruit, you shall not die? So, she heard. She took in some words from the devil. So, those words entered into her spirit. Then her spirit quickly sent the message to their mind. And then the man told her, look at the tree very carefully, it's a beautiful. So when she saw that it was a very good tree and desirable to eat, then the body acted. And so the body now touched. And then the mouth ate. And then the food went. And so when you become born again, your spirit man becomes born again. But your two other areas, soul and body, do not get born again. And so how do you get total uh, uh, regeneration? Now the Bible says in the book of Ephesians, though therefore work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now this was Paul talking to Christians, believers, born again people. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So here comes two definitions of salvation. Instant salvation when your spirit man becomes born again because you have received Christ. How many of you are born again here? Praise God. I can assure you Christ is in you. Then there is a second aspect of salvation. Work out. Continue the process of salvation. So salvation is also a continuous process. It is a continuous process. Every day as you come to church, you are working out for your salvation. As you come to prayer meeting, you are working out for your salvation. You work out your salvation until Jesus Christ comes. Now, the second aspect of salvation, which is work out, has to do the control of your mind and the subjection of your mind to the spirit. Because in the case of Eve, when she took in the word into the spirit, her mind, which was unfruitful, which was undeveloped, quickly said, come and look at the tree again. You didn't look at it the first time God spoke to you. Now look at it again. She said, wow. So how do you bring your mind under control? Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. Therefore, do be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? You feed your spirit with the word of God. Then the word of God will go and control your mind. Your mind must be disciplined. Why? Because your mind has been fed with information from the traditional setup. Your mind has been fed with uh, information from your family. They told you that when your mother dies, you have to go into a room where you'll be locked up for se several days. Your hair must be shaven. You must not bath. Your armpit will grow. You will not wear slippers. You walk on uh, barefoot for three months because your mother has died. That is bondage. Your mind must be renewed. So the word of God will come and feed your spirit and tell you that is the tradition of the devil. You, when your mother dies, you didn't kill your mother. Supposing your mother died in Christ and she's gone to heaven. What business do you have having to pay all the price of walking on stones, sitting on stone, pepper put in your eyes? That's the tradition of men. That's slavery. Your, your mind needs to be renewed. 
You, you've been told that your family, uh, uh, nobody prospers. Um, uh, this family house, this particular land, uh, they buried the God of the family there. And your great-great-grandfather said, nobody must build on it. Uh, the first person who tried to build on it died. And uh, so you too, you are afraid to build on it. Even though God has called you and has called you to be a, a preacher and you, you need a land to build church, you are afraid because of what you have been fed with. The devil is a liar. Your mind is going to be free because the word of God is come constantly to renew, to renew, to renew, to renew, to renew your mind. When your mind is renewed constantly by the word of God, your body now gets under control. Because in the case of Eve, you discover that when the mind was fed with the information, the eyes, which is the body, then the hand, which is the body, then the taste, which was the body, began to desire the fruit. And so she took in the fruit. Now once you are in the process of salvation, your body will be giving you a lot of signals. Such as, do you know that it's a long time you have sex? Eh? Can't you see that young girl? Eh, yeah, just go once. Once, it's okay. It's okay. That's the body crying for sex. <laughs> are you still fasting? <laughs> hey! I'm sure by now Reverend Sam Christian has broken his fast though. It, 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 it. That's the body. That's the body. The body needs to be controlled. And the body can only be controlled when the spirit is infested with the word and your mind is under control. The body is controlled. So when the desire for fornication comes, then the word of God will counter it. Flee fornication. Flee fornication. Thou shalt live a holy life because thy Lord, thy God is holy. So therefore you shall be holy. And you just go say, Father, just thank you. Father, just thank you. Father, just thank you. Your body will also be reminding you of the sickness that killed your father. Remember that your father used to complain about the waste before he died. And these days you'll be feeling some symptoms. <laughs> my waist, this one killed my father. <laughs> these days my breast. My mother died of breast cancer. And these days I've been feeling some lump. Your body now be talk now. Your body must be controlled. You must tell the body, body, this pain is not unto death. This sickness will be healed and can be healed. Because the Bible says, I am the Lord that God that healed thee. You see, when your spirit is fed with the word of God, anytime the devil speaks to your mind or the devil charges your body, you have something to tell him and you have something to reply. So, so this process of subduing your mind and subduing your body so that they come to stability and control of the spirit is called work out your salvation. Now, the same work out is the word we use for exercise. Exercise. Uh, Rev, what are you doing? I'm working out. What are you doing? I'm working out. My tennis coach is here. He has taught me how to play some tennis. So, Rev, what are you doing? I'm working out. Yeah. What are, I was doing workout. Now, the same word workout means I was exercising or I was training. Now, tell me, have you seen anybody training for a football match in the past 10 years who has never hurt before? You break your knee. When you break your knee, do you resign from that game? Go and fix it and come back. When you do press-ups, you find out that your muscles become to hurt. Your thighs become stiff. Everything becomes... Ah, those are the symptoms. You don't resign. You just go for massage and small relaxation and then you come back and then you continue. So once you are working out your salvation, there will be some few accidents, such as falling into fornication. There will be a few casual, casualties, such as gossiping. There will be few casualties, such as being angry and fight once. There will be few casualties, such as uh, stealing mobile phone only once. Why? Because you are working out. It doesn't mean you are, you are not born again. You are. How does God take care of these errors and these sins? First John chapter 1 and verse 9. If you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If you confess your sins, first John chapter 1 and verse 9. He is able to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Now watch this. Watch this. If you committed fornication yesterday 
and you confess and God forgave you. In three days' time, you confess another fornication. You apply the same scripture. You key in the scripture, as they say. <laughs> Two weeks' time, you commit fornication. You key in the same word. One month, fornication. You key in the same word. One year down the line, you are committing fornication. Fornication is no longer a sin and a mistake. It has become a spirit in your life, and you are now under bondage. So, though you are born again, you must go through deliverance. That power must be broken because First John chapter 1 verse 9 is no longer working. If it was working, you would not be fornicating constantly, happily for one year. So, 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 a, a certain power is now come over you, a certain stronghold is upon you, and that stronghold must be shattered. Oh, maybe I said fornication, sorry, I know, but let me come to business. Your first business failed. Oh, praise God. I mean, we all make mistakes. I'm sure that when the money came, instead of investing your money, you decided to go and buy land and build because all your friends are building. And building does not bring income. It locks your, your income. Or you decided to go and buy a car instead of extending your business because your friends are all your friends are riding cars. The moment you start riding the car, your income goes high. You have to buy fuel. You have to maintain the car, and so on and so forth, and things like that. So probably you made a mistake, and then your first business did not work. Somebody bailed you out. They gave you money again to start the business. The second business fails. Again, the third one fails. Hey, my brother, this time a spirit has taken over. You are now in under bondage. And something must be done. It's not first John chapter 1, verse 9. If you key, it won't work. It will never work. Oh, let, let me tell you something. Let, let me use marriage as an example. Your first marriage failed. Oh, praise God. You were young. You, you didn't have wisdom. So where you should have committed, I mean, compromised a few things. You didn't compromise. You wanted your independence. Your husband wanted his independence. And so talk, make a talk, you know. Your second marriage too breaks. The third one breaks. And you are sitting now, you are keying words. Now you are under bondage. (laughs) Get ready for something today. Get ready for something today. Get ready for something today. I want some intelligent people to explain this one to me. If you're able to explain that one, you'll be great. Three professors from Kolebu Teaching Hospital had gone on duty. They were returning home. An articulator lost its time. And started wavering and hoovering on the road. The four-wheel drive of this doctor saw the articulator. They said, look, let's avoid trouble. Let's stop. So they packed off the road. Let this articulator driver and the devil in it, let them go and rest somewhere. Strangely, where they stopped, the articulator drive, articulator somewhere sort of, ah, it came and fell upon them, pine, and all of them died. Question number one. Why didn't this articulator driver the type best anywhere along the road except where these people were driving? Two. These doctors, why didn't anything happen so that they would delay the trip for some 30 minutes and avoid this truck? Or why didn't anything happen for them to have started their journey 30 minutes earlier so that they will leave this devil behind? Question number four. So all of them, didn't anybody even dream that Charlie, I am having some funny feeling. Let's, let's, let's watch it. Why, why, why? Here's another one for consideration. A Nigerian boy, 32 years old, when the London blast took place, he was the he was one of the trains. He missed death by just a stroke. What happened? The thing blasted. Other people that you know were affected by the blast, 
the blood drops and everything, you know, splash into his dress. But some way, God just delivered him. So, when they woke up and they discovered that Charlie, people were dying and people were crying here and there, I think somewhere, somewhere, he might be a Red Cross man or he might have been trained for disasters such as this. So, he helped the police and them. By this time, Red Cross, you know, police sirens, they had come and they were trying to evacuate, you know, people who hadn't died and were rushing them to hospital. This boy was also very, you know, working, pulling people for about three hours. Then they finished. He was so satisfied. He said, God, you have used me to save somebody's life. So he said, oh, this journey is useless. Let me go home. So he went to the bus stop and then joined the bus. Not knowing the bus he had joined was the last one to blast that day. There was the bomb planted in that. So he missed this one and he went and died in that one. The mother could not help crying. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Today, hey, church, watch me. I said, Today is a day you will never forget in your life. Uh, is somebody, are you ready? Somebody said, Devil. If you came, I also came. And I came under the covering of the blood. Ha! There's going to be a fight in the spirit today. Somebody, are you ready for this one? Give the Lord the mighty price. <laughs> the boy's mother was crying like this. He said, that's my darling boy. Questions. Why did he miss this one and he fell into that? Two. In UK, buses come every 10 minutes. Why didn't he miss this one? Just for 10 minutes. Why? Why didn't he delay for just a minute so that this one will go and then he will come? Didn't he dream? Didn't he have a revelation? He's a Christian. Didn't anybody see in church? Was there no prophecy? I, we can ask, why, 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 why? But I bet you, you cannot answer me. Now, here is the answer. There is something called satanic programming. In satanic programming, the devil arranges, pre-arranges and fixes and controls everything in the realms of the spirit by a kind of control. So the devil will say to the articulator track, now go slowly. Go. Uh, four-wheel drive is coming. That's where the action will take place. Alright? Go slowly. And then you start pushing the four-wheel drive. You see, the car in front of you is wasting your time. Move, 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 move. Blow him the horn. Let him clear off your way. Overtake, overtake, overtake. Go, 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 go. Aha, uh-huh. now slow down. You, you are meeting the place of action. Slow down, slow down, slow down. Take it, take it. Now die, die. Are you ready to pass? Yes. Oh. Then he told one thing more. Look. The driver of the um, four-wheel drive, they are the target. They've stopped. They've stopped. Now, redirect the articular track. Uh, redirect it. Redirect it quickly. Quickly. Satanic programming. How do I know that there exists satanic programming? Watch. Haven't you noticed in scripture that anybody who had the potential to be great and to become somebody initially goes under satanic attack for death before God will come in with a mighty hand and come and deliver them? Moses, Jesus, David, Joseph, Mordecai, Ruth, Naomi. Every one of you here, there is a program of the devil concerning your life. Why? Because your marriage will glorify God and he doesn't want it. Your life will glorify God and he doesn't want it. And right from the day of creation, this Satan has been in contention with God over your life. The Bible says, for we contend not against flesh and blood. King James, New King James Version. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That word wrestle is the same word as used in the sport wrestling. Two people are fighting. What are they looking for? Belt, championship, and money. So the other one is at the end of the belt. And the other one is at the end of the belt. And they are pulling their belt. Each wants to overcome wrestling for something. Something you need and something they also need. And you don't want to pray? 
You come to church the way you want. Hi! Oh, please. Please. The only way you can extract your name from every satanic covering or programming is when you have the covering of the blood and the hand of the Lord is upon you and some oil is flowing upon your head. That's the only way. That's how David could overcome. That's how Joseph could overcome. That's why Jesus could overcome. That's how Mordecai could overcome. Mordecai, not him only, he and the whole of the Jewish race, they were going to die one single day. What kind of wickedness is that? That's satanic programming. And then, and, 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 and when, when, when we are dealing with, with, with forces that we cannot see, for the things that we see, they are not permanent. But the things that are unseen, those are permanent. That's what the Bible says. You want me to beg you to come to church? You come to church, worship them, you are chewing gum. You don't want to pay your tithes and have a steady relationship with God? You cannot explain this. You can't. You can't. You can't. Except to know that it's a program somewhere. Let me, let me, let me shock you better. But this shock is to get you more angry. And, and, and you are going to take your relationship with God more seriously. You, you will not, you will miss church. This convention, you will, you will, ah, Jesus. If you are being asked for leave, ask for leave. Ask for leave. We are talking about a subject you haven't seen anything yet. Look at, look at the, the text. The text that we, 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 we see here is, 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 is amazing. And Jesus was casting out devils. Another word for the devil, demons. From a deaf and dumb and mute boy. Why? Because for Jesus, when you get to the place of death and dump, no amount of medical description can fit into the situation anymore. There comes a time when one sin of fornication and confessed, and another sin and confessed, another sin and confessed, it is no longer a sin, it becomes bondage. There is a devil now in your life. There is a devil now in hold. Even though you are born again, your spirit is born again, yet you haven't completed the work out, the second process, which is the continuous process, let alone your body being delivered. And that's why on the day of rapture, he will take this corruptible body and put on the incorruptible. Why? Because this weak body with all these troubles cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven. It cannot. It cannot. Jesus Christ meets this woman. The, the woman's back was like this. For 18 years. Take note of that. 18 years. And I'm going to show you what the Bible added the time. 18 years. If you took this woman to Kolebu, they will tell you this is spinotizes. What is spinotizes? The incorrect flow of the enzyme and the fluid in the backbone and there is a shift. And so, doctor, what is the solution? This one, you need an operation. They have to cut and replace the, and then they have to put your waist in a POP. So if it is not spinotizes, it can be mautizes. Mautizes is where your mouth they'll find all kinds of names. But Jesus Christ said, spirit of infirmity, come out. When did the thing become a spirit? The thing became a spirit because any problem that has been there for so many years, which you have no solution, now migrates and becomes a spirit. There is a devil behind it and that devil must be kicked out. That is what I call deliverance. Somebody, are you ready for deliverance today? Ah, somebody say, I am ready here. 18 years. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then the, the boy was mute. Mute, bitch. Yeah. Uh, he's also dumb, he cannot hear. And then the boy, uh, 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 
Then he wants to drink water. Yeah, he'll go to the mother. Ah, 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 ah. Ah, ah. Water, no, Fanta. He wants to drink Fanta. Ah, the mother taught water. Huh? Give him water. The mother, the mother goes for water. The mother goes for water. Yeah, water. He takes the water. That's not what he wants. That's not what he wants. He wants something else. But he doesn't come. Ah, 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 ah. The man says, right. Then they say, and the boy says, oh, oh, fun time. The man says, okay, I don't have some at home. I'll go and buy. I'll go and buy. So he thinks that the mother says, I'm going to bring. I'm going to bring. So he waits for five minutes, and the guy is so busy in the kitchen. And go, uh, 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 uh. Then the man says, oh. I said, wait, wait, I'll go and bring the thing. Uh, then the guy falls on the ground. The guy wants to say something. He can't say, the devil has choked, has taken his vocal ability, his hearing ability, is taken away over but that's not the way God created him God created us in his image in our image he created him when there is a distortion in the creation of God and the distortion cannot be corrected for so many years it becomes bondage there's a devil there there's a programming which is taking place there's a stronghold that must be broken ah the boy falls on the ground If you are a mother, you are a nurse, and you have a child like this, how can you go to work? Who would you leave this your son for your son to be taken care of? Once your son is in this bondage, you, the mother, you are under bondage yourself. You can't go anywhere. Under bondage. Jesus, Jesus, can you do something? Jesus said, I know this one is bondage. This one is demonic. This one is devilish. And they said, he said, you devil spirit, come out! And he touched the boy's tongue, touched the ears, and touched them. And the, place, the, the boy's eyes opened. And the boy said, oh, Mama! 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 I need water! Water! And you can imagine this woman, oh, Jesus! Jesus! Jesus, oh Jesus, come on, let me go into my text right now, Jesus. Watch the text, watch the text, watch the text. The Bible says, and when Jesus cast the dome, and it came to pass, when the devil was gone out, the boy spoke. And everybody there began to wonder at this miracle. And it came to pass. Can I suggest to you that that devil in your marriage now, that devil in your business now, that devil in your house now, he is not there to come and stay. He has taken over because he is playing a strong man right now. But I know another man who is stronger than the devil. His name is Jesus. His power is here right now. And that devil is going to leave. The problem you are having shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. You will not remain crying forever, madam. You will not remain single forever. You are single for now. Tomorrow, the singleness shall come to pass. Today, you are owing her. You will not owe forever. It shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. How do I know? I know this because God is a God of season. He's a God of season. He tells me there is a time to cry and there is a time to laugh. If there is a time to cry and your time of crying now, get ready. Your time of laughter is coming. Uh, uh, am I talking to somebody here? Uh, he, he tells me there is a seed time and there is a harvest time. If there is a seed time and you have been sowing your tithes, get ready. Your harvest time. He's coming. He tells me, ah, there is a time <laughs> to plant and there is a time to harvest. God is a God of seasons. And it came to pass. After Jesus spoke the word, <laughs> the woman said, where is my dumb son? I can't see him anymore. This man, this man is talking now. Where is my deaf son? I can't see him anymore. Dumpness is gone. 
Deafness is gone. Blindness is gone. Poverty shall go. Singleness shall go. Struggle shall go. Every demonic stronghold in your house, 150 years, translated to people, that disease killing everybody. I came here by the power of the Holy Ghost and by the anointing of the Lord upon my life. Somebody hear me. It shall come. It shall come to pass. Because I, I know all minister great, it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. If somebody said to us that the royal house at, at, at Blackmore and Sons will become a mega church with this beautiful edifice, if somebody said to us, we will not believe. But our days of struggle are gone and they will never come again. Ah, today you take trotro. Can I assure you that I was taking trotro before? I was taking public transport before. Now I don't. You too. A time is going to come and you will not take it anymore. It shall come to pass. Every situation has an expiry date. It's not permanent. Jehovah is your name. He will do it. He will do it. Jehovah is your name. Time is your name. Jehovah is your name. Tell him, tell him, tell him is your name. Jehovah is your name. Jehovah is your name. Jehovah is your name. Somebody worship the name of the Lord. A miracle is coming right now. Jehovah is your name. Jehovah El Shaddai. I see your miracle coming. I see the hand of the Lord upon you. I see the power of God. Never lift up your voice. Sing it out. Jehovah is your name. Jehovah is your name. Jehovah is your name. Jehovah is your name. Jehovah Yahweh is Sight, sight, sight. Let's worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Jehovah, 
There is a miracle happening here. Somebody, some devils and some demons in your house, they will run out of your house. Because the power and the anointing of the Lord is coming upon you. Somebody shout they say, I receive it. Shout they say, I receive it. That, that, that somebody say, brother, stop crying. The devil you see today, you will see him no more. That, that, that somebody, the power of God is coming upon you now. Ah, that somebody receive it, receive it, receive it. The devil is a liar. Please be seated. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Watch, watch the text. Watch the text. When the guy was mute, blind, and dumb, there was nothing wrong. When he was healed, they had the audacity to accuse Jesus Christ of using the spirit of Bezabo. But don't blame them. Whenever an extraordinary miracle happened, what is miracle? Miracle is the divine intervention of God and which defies natural norms and natural laws. And when God performs a miracle, people want to explain, but because the thing is not the natural law, you can't explain because there are no ways to explain God's interventions. That's why he is God. That's why he is sovereign. That's why before him and behind him there is no God. That's why he is God. That's why when I come to church I feel good because this God, when I'm working with him, no devil in my house and no devil in my hometown, no devil on my street. Ah, I will walk over them and the blood is my covering. Somebody, are you getting delivered right now? Receive it! So in their attempt to explain the miracle, they say, ah, this, can, this one can be the spirit of Bezebo. Bezebo means the chief priest of Satan. Then Jesus said, fools, how can I devil cast devil from somebody's life? Don't you know that the house divided against itself cannot stand? Now, the only reason why I've been able to cast this, this demon out is that this demon is a strong man. And when a strong man enters another man's strong man's house, the strong man entering must overpower this strong man to be able to defeat him before you can take whatever you want to take. So in other words, here is a strong man. But there comes another stronger man. If those devils in your house think they are strong, they should wait. Jesus is coming. The blood is coming. There is anointing which is coming. There is a move of the spirit which is coming. And if they say they are strong, let them be there. We will fire them. Somebody say, fire them. That's the only reason. The, the only reason why I was able to prevail is that I am stronger than this strong man. Uh, the, the, God is stronger than any curse that is in your house. The God is stronger than any diabetes in your family. The God is stronger than any disease and sickness. God is stronger than poverty. God is stronger than satanic programming. Every satanic programming by on, on, on your life shall be diffused. Ah, we, we will crash the spiritual computer. They will never be able to resurrect it again. The Lord sent me to come and speak this words into your life. Here is Jesus Christ speaking. And he said, if this one is also the finger of God, then no one thing, the kingdom of God has come upon you. Ah, so what is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is when you experience the power of God. The kingdom of God is when you experience deliverance. The kingdom of God is when an intervention takes place. The kingdom of God is when a change takes place from negative to positive. The kingdom of God. So listen to me. You can't be a child of God and walk in this kingdom without experiencing the power of God. Show me your testimony now. Show me your testimony. What, what church do you go? Presbyterian church. Methodist church. Royal House Chapel. International Center. Assemblies of God. Uh, where me like a light, lighthouse so what I want to see the kingdom power in your life that's what I want to see that's the only evidence not the church you belong to show me the evidence somebody say father from today let the kingdom power oh are you praying this one let the kingdom power Come on, rise up and say, from today, I'm going to walk in the kingdom power. I will experience the kingdom power. 
healings and miracles deliverance and testimonies change and overcoming i am an overcomer do you believe this one give the lord a celebration in this house give jesus a celebration in this house please be seated i am closing very soon i'm closing you i'm closing you I was preaching in our church in New York. Three years ago, I met this lady. She had had miscarriages all through her marriage. So I spoke a very powerful word of prophecy. And I said, the next time I come, you'll be pregnant. True, true, God honored my word. The next time I was in New York, she was pregnant. She had a baby boy. Then she got pregnant again. And then she started having funny dreams. Dreams like she was going through operation. That boy had died and many, 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 many things. The Lord kept the pregnancy. In the eighth month of the pregnancy, I got to New York. I said, ah, you, you look like you are going to go through a cesarean. But I caused God to ask you to have a, an early labor. So that you are to witch the devil and at witch the doctors. It came to pass. That same week, she went into labor and had a child premature. So the operation did not come on. And the child was put in an incubator. Then the devil said, if I miss your child, I'm coming to you. Oh, Jesus. So sad. She started hearing voices, 500 voices. And they'll be speaking so many things. One day, her husband had gone to work and she was going to prepare lunch. So she wanted meat for the soup. Guess what? She went to the bedroom and picked the child and thought she had taken the meat. And had put the child on the chopping board. According to the husband, he was at work and he just felt like, go home, go home, go home, go home. He said, ah, why, why, why should I? So he just told his supervisor, he said, supervisor, I think I need to go home. He said, well, that's okay. We don't have too much work here. When he opened the door, then the wife said, oh, darling. Why have you come so early? I'm not going to cook the meal. Uh, I'm not going to chop the meat. He said, where is the meat? The boy, but the man broke into tears. He said, God, I was going to lose this boy. So he quickly asked for paternity leave. So he will stay at home and take care of the... Still, the demons were not happy. So now, one day when they appeared to the girl, they spoke and said, seven weeks you'll be dead. That week, I got to New York. And then we started the revival. This was just about three weeks ago. Three, three weeks ago. I was ministering under the unction. The anointing was so strong. Then she, they moved her from the back of the seat. I said, you are the one I prophesied to three years ago. He said, yes. And then last year, I prophesied over your child. Yes. Pastor, they want to kill my child. Kill me. They said in seven weeks out there. I said, how do you know? He said, the same voice that told me to pick the meat. The same voices have told me. They gave us seven weeks. Seven is the number of God. Seven is the number for visitation. Seven is the number for restoration. Seven is the number for peace. Now, why is it that the numbers God likes to operate with, the devil likes to operate with the same numbers? Now, this is not the only time that demons were trying to operate God's numbers. Now, in, in, in Revelation chapter 12, talking about the great dragon, the description of the dragon is seven heads, which is the number of God, and then seven diadems, or seven crowns, which is the number of God, and then ten horns, which is the number of God, ten for the number of uh, the commandments. Now, anything that has the original part of God, the devil tries to operate its counterfeit. Now, he does so to confuse people, so you don't know the right and from the wrong, and you don't know the real from the unreal, and the original from the counterfeit. So many people are known, go for counterfeit, and they think they are going for God. They gave her seven weeks to die. So I got angry. I said, if they have given you seven weeks to die, I have given them seven days to get out of your life. Seven weeks, I said seven days. 
Seven days. So I told the whole church, I said, watch, today is day number one. In seven days time, I will still be here. And you know that there is a prophet in your midst and somebody with the oil of God. These things that I'm talking about, you all agree with me that there are things not, I, I haven't born these things out of one day. You know that I've been dealing with spirits for my years and my many years. I didn't pick this anything from any textbook. These are my life experience that I've put together. I'm sharing with you right now. If there was any textbook on this, mine would be the first one. These are my life experiences in dealing with demonic strongholds. I myself being a victim of the devil, he wanted to kill me several times. But I prevailed. I have seen the devil come to destroy this church. He never succeeded. I have seen newsmen and media men try to destroy the work that we have done and they have never succeeded. I have seen them try to stand in your way so that you don't become what God wants you to become. But I tell them they should watch you. You will head this nation. There is a president here. There is a governor of Bank of Ghana here. I see an apostle and a pastor here. You will marry. You will have children. You will finish your school. They will never be able to prevail against you. Somebody shout, I am free. Don't clap for me. Clap for Jesus and give him praise. The fifth day of my prophecy was Sunday night. Communion healing anointing service in New York. Then this man and the wife came with envelope in their hands. Pastor, we don't know how to thank you, Pastor. My wife has been sleeping since then, Pastor. We have here the boy. I anointed the baby. And I said, this baby will not die. He will grow to become a prophet to the nations. Everyone that has potential for greatness, you, are, you become a target of the devil, but the satanic program is by the power of the blood. We shall disintegrate them today. Ah, am I talking to somebody? Rise up and shut yes. Devils and demons. Let me, let me finish this one. Uh, I, I want to finish this one. Today, in the first service, I didn't have to struggle. The anointing was so much by the revelation of the word that I had easy miracles. This afternoon, I'll have easy miracles over here. So, easy miracles. That's what I asked God. I said, God, I'm growing. I don't, I don't want to be screaming too much. Uh, give me one touch anointing. Uh, that when I speak once, things will happen. And, uh, Jehovah is your Jehovah is that's his name if you don't know I'm telling you Jehovah is your name Watch this one. Watch Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. And it came to pass. <laughs> ah, somebody say, and it came to pass. Come on now. I, I brought you a prophecy. My sister, every situation manipulated by the devil has an expiry date. There are seasons for visitation. You will not remain the way you have been because that's what the devil wants and your enemies will be laughing at you. A change will occur in your life. Take it now. And it came to pass afterward that he went throughout every city. Now, I think there's... Let, let, let uh, Yeah, that's there for you. Okay, God bless you. Royal house is everything made easy. And it came to pass afterward that he went through out every city and village, preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him. And, and certain women, certain women which had been healed of evil spirits. That's what the Bible tells me. Demonic spirits healed of them. 
and infirmities. It means that some of them were spiritually possessed and others had physical ailments which had become bondage because the spirit behind the infirmity was now the devil spirit. Long migraine. 12 years of migraine. Come on, get ready. Some devil will have to pack off and leave now. Twelve years of stomach ulcer. That's bondage. Certain women which had been healed. One of them is called Mary, called Magdalene, out of whom Jesus cast seven devils. Hey, Mary Magdalene. I thought she was a pretty beautiful woman and she was practicing prostitution. And all the men who came after her said, oh, this woman is beautiful. And they were just sleeping with her. It was only Jesus who knew that the woman was possessed and that the devil had infested her and had made her so beautiful that ordinary people did not see the devil. Ordinary people saw beauty and went for beauty. It was only Jesus Christ who could say that, ah, actually they were sleeping with seven snakes. When you walk in the flesh and you walk in the physical, when demons are around you and they are harassing you, you don't even see them. May the Lord open your eyes from today. One of them, one of them is called, one of them is called uh, Auntie Joanna. Joanna was the wife of uh, Shusa, Herod's steward. And this woman was living in Herod's palace and she was cooking food and she was possessed and nobody knew yeah and she was cooking blood for them and they were drinking blood every day until Joanna <laughs> some of us <laughs> our maid servants yeah there are agents that are sent home <laughs> ah, some of you your secretary now be demon oh that's why anytime you sleep with her, you can't sleep with your wife. Okay. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Some of the sisters here, the men you are working with, <laughs> they are wizards. Oh, oh. They are just waiting for the wedding after that. They will show you. <laughs> Hear me. Mary Madeline. Pretty woman. She has seven demons. Joanna, steward in Herod's house, had spirits. And then the other one is also called Susan. And then Jesus, the Bible says, and many others. Many others. But here's the good news. Here's the good news. And they, after they were delivered, they now ministered unto him of their substance. So all these women had something to offer the kingdom of God. And the devil knew it. The devil bound them and kept them away and was using them to mess up men of God's life. Now that they were delivered, they now came and said, Jesus, if it had not been you, we would not be where we are. From today, we will serve you. And they started giving their money. They said, preach the gospel, build the church. The reason why God will deliver you is for you to serve him and give him your substance. Period. That's the word I'm giving you today. God, God, God will not deliver you for, for you to go and uh, show yourself uh, and say, uh, these days I am delivered. Uh, my menstrual cycle period, I am delivered. Uh, 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 I am delivered. Uh, now I don't have uh, uh, breast cancer anymore. The reason why God would deliver you for you to be a Joanna and to be a Mary Magdalene and be a Susan and serve him with your substance and support the work of God. Sing in the choir. Be an usher. Do something for God. Send people text messages. Witness about Christ. That's the reason. Lift up your two hands. Hallelujah. You know why I wanted to sing Hallelujah. Because your victory and your celebration is here. Hallelujah. For the Lord God Almighty. Oh. 
Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. For the Lord God Almighty reigns. Come on, sing it again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I can hear your rejoicing and your celebration now. You are more than a conqueror. For the Lord God Almighty reigns. Come on, sing hallelujah. a miracle in your life. There is a miracle. The glory of the Lord has come. The power of God has taken over. The devil is a liar. The blood, the blood has prevailed against the enemy. Hallelujah. Say to Jesus, He's righteous, Lord. He's righteous. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. Lord, you are 
You are awesome in this place. noise in the Bible, then either dry bones are going to get together again or Jesus is about to resurrect. Yeah. Come on, come on, let's have a, a resurrection shout in this place. I said a resurrection shout. Give the Lord a shout. Anytime you hear a shout in a stadium, it means Black Stars has beaten Uganda. Come on! Hey! Is that a celebration here? Phobia. Phobia. Anytime you hear a shout offering at a church gathering, it means the info that they have been waiting for has just appeared. So there is salvation. Glory! Hallelujah! Glory! Hallelujah! Shout out! Holy words, long preserved for our world. It is our fervent prayer that this message will have an effect on your life and will lift you to the place where you belong. Royal House Chapel International, touching our generation with the power of God. God richly bless you.